Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. I am a white cishet woman who is tired and stressed out this week. <laughs> that seems like a norm. And I'm <laughs> I'm Leslie. I'm also a cis white het Gen X female. Um, here today, trying to stay warm up here. It is January and it's freezing. So that's me too. I'm identifying as cold. Let's put that out there. So what are we talking about today, Kelly? We are talking about shame, which is a big topic these days. How about we start out with our usual definition? I like it. This comes from the shame queen researcher herself, Brene Brown. And this is her definition from her book, Daring Greatly. Shame is the fear of disconnection. It's the fear that something we've done failed to do, an ideal that we've not lived up to, or a goal that we have not accomplished makes us unworthy of connection. Shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. So there's your definition of shame. And she gives 12 categories because <laughs> she's a researcher and everything's got to be in a category. Yeah. So appearance and body image, money and work, parented, family parenting. Oh, excuse me. Family parenting, mental and physical health, addiction, sex, aging, religion, surviving trauma, being stereotyped or labeled. And so there's your 12 categories. It's interesting because some of them actually lay in line with Kimberly Crenshaw's intersectionality, which is also interesting, right? Which kind of makes sense because mm -hmm. those would be categories. We, if you're further away from the center of power, you are likely shamed for not being near the center of power. So that's very interesting. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this has been an interesting topic. Like uh, <laughs> for me this week, I kind of started kind of peeling back where my brain would go with this. So like for me, um, at first I kind of think it's that immediate, like we shame people on social media and all this stuff was where I started. But then I really started peeling back, Kelly, like where I feel it's ingrained in how we as a society have grown up. Um, yes, it's really part of how we do our justice system mm -hmm. on top of it. Um, I mean, I was thinking of like the stocks back in the old days where people were kind of like put up against that piece of board and shackled to it and people would throw pies and crap at them and let them just be mm -hmm. right. Or you could think of the scarlet letter, all these kind of things to shame people publicly for actions mm -hmm. they've taken. And I, get it because as society we have to survive so there are rules we follow and we try to fit in which goes to that definition you gave right which is cool mm -hmm. but at some point I wonder if it's really the right way to get people to stay in line like how does that really help somebody feel like they are involved like if they can't follow it mm -hmm. because it's not accessible to them like if fitting in means I need to look a certain way. Let's pick on that category, right? Like if I'm a yeah. fat person, right. Or not skinny or normatively thin, mm -hmm. I'm going to be shamed in that. And that might not be, and is not my fault. 
how am I ever going to fit in society? Like those ones are the really stupid ones in my mind where I was like, well, obviously that's not good. But then there's other ones I started questioning, like, am I shaming people? Like, how is that helping? Is it just the easy out to keep myself and keep others in alignment? Like, how does it operate on my day-to-day job? Right. Working with my children. Oh, you don't know any better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Or I think back to my kids, right? Like things that I've said, that's easier how I deal with my husband when he's being stupid. Um, (laughs) <laughs> or I shouldn't say stupid, but you know what I mean? Like he and I are not aligning in our ideology, maybe the better mm-hmm. way to put it. So yeah, it's been interesting because like, we kind of started talking about shame when I joked that my daughter called me a Karen the other day for something I did Yeah, over the holidays. And to be honest, it was funny. As soon as she said, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you're trying to shame me for getting upset with a guy who treated me like crap. Like, that's not fair. I have a right to be upset. I'm allowed to have my feelings, right? And so her and I had that conversation and, and I think Kelly, you and I were talking about this. It's like, I, I feel like she co-opted a word, right? To describe yeah. something without just saying like, oh, that was really embarrassing because you got upset. Like, that's fine. You can be embarrassed that, you know, we had a situation go down. You know what I mean? It wasn't really yeah. that bad. That's the amazing part. I'm like, wow, you're sensitive. But I think we co-op some of these things just to be easier, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was joking that I get by, by just calling my husband an old white guy is the punch for me to get him to shut up. That's not very nice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's not going to help him meet me at the table to talk about this. So I've been really processing like how we've used it in society, in societies that have been coming together, you know, particularly in a colonizer society, we've been using it. I, I need to personally take away some research. I want to kind of check out where it sits in other parts of the world, like how they've used it throughout history, to be honest, but Mm -hmm. really kind of how it's just there, right. Is how I grew up being shamed. Everybody just does it. It's the easy way to just get everybody in line and it doesn't make anybody feel good. So how do I, how can I take the time identify it, take the time, think of a better way to deal with it without just being lazy. Being lazy isn't an excuse. So that's kind of where I landed with all of this, this past week while I was prepping for the episode, Sarah. I, I think about the categories right. of the, the categories of shame. I mean, you were saying like intersectionality is a part of it. I look at it mm-hmm. and I'm like, I see capitalism. Oh yeah. I totally. see patriarchy. Yeah. I see all sorts of things that, you know, if you're not falling into right. what the dominant culture has told you, yeah. then you need to feel bad about that, whether it's your fault or not. And you need to do everything you can to try to meet that idea. So you can, that ideal, so you can, you know, go along to get along. Right. And it's also, it kind of really comes back to like, I mean, all those things are true. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also comes to like intersectionality is where's the power lie. Right. Like, so Mm -hmm. when you're in a small, go back to like, I don't know, 1200 something. Right. Yeah. And we were using weird shaming techniques back then it was really to survive, but who was making those decisions of those 
these were the ones that were okay to shame and these ones weren't right like that's another thing that's been interesting right so not taking away from what you're saying it's just like yeah it's all got to do with power right is Mm -hmm. the shaming becomes popular with who holds the most power which is all those things capitalism patriarchy all that stuff Mm -hmm. exactly Um, but the shift has been the interesting one to me too right we we used to be okay now i'm not gonna say we're not okay now but i'm gonna pick on fat people again because it's just easier because i am not skinny by any means so i can pick on this because i've had this most of my life right is it used to be okay to say don't think you need that other donut you know like it was okay to shame people and now it's starting to get become unacceptable to shame people Mm -hmm. for their physical appearance in the sense of are they fat are they skinny right Mm -hmm. all that and it's it's interesting how we evolve to figure out that this one isn't okay anymore. And so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I have not gotten there yet. Part of this peeling back too is figuring out like, what is it that triggers one to shift to be okay while another doesn't, right? Like yeah, some cultures being larger is a positive thing, right? Like if you go to Samoa and stuff like that, they're like, Yahoo, that means you're rich. You have abundance, you, mm-hmm. you know, but here it's not. So it, it gets into culture. It gets into kind of what, what the culture you're living in feels is going to be the make you successful. And if you're not that, you're not good enough. So yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think the fact too, that humans are walking contradictions, but uh, one of the things I was thinking about was when, back when I did family therapy, Mm-hmm we took what was called a multi-systemic approach and the point and usually, you know, what was going on was there was a teenager in the family that was being a teenager, but sometimes it was like, they were engaging in dangerous behavior. Like they were beating up their parents or they were beating up a younger sibling, or they were just engaging in really risky behaviors that were going to like, if they would have been an adult, it's like you would have been put in prison. So one of our tenants was, you know, do not shame or blame because at the end of the day, there is, and this goes back to fear of disconnection, fear, uh, fear of being unworthy. It's like, you do not want the person to, you know, you don't want to shame them so that they feel unworthy because then why buy into what you want me to do anyway? Right. Right. I'm not being heard anyway. Right. I might as well go ahead and beat up as many people as I want to and skip as much school as I want to. And, right. you know, just right. do whatever, because right. screw y'all, you're just going to keep telling me I'm bad. Right. So right. In, we, you know, we really tried to work from a, an approach of logical consequences. Right. And pos- you know, positive reinforcement. Now, right. I mean, I will say that I did this work, like the better part of 20 years ago. So things mm-hmm. might've changed since then. But the point was like to present it in a very matter of fact way, like, right. Hey, you want to engage in these behaviors. Cool. If you do though, 
these are going to be, you know, if you don't engage in these behaviors, you get to have X, Y, and Z. If you do get engage in those behaviors, you don't get X, Y, and Z. Right. And it's like, not here to shame or blame you. It's just like, this is the, the boundary. This is the, these are the boundaries. This is the logical road we're taking, you know? Yep. And honestly, like it was, it was amazing. Like with some, especially with some kids, like to see the turnaround on it. Right. Because it's like, you're, it's like, okay, you know, you're not bad. You're not wrong. Obviously, you know, right. And, and also too, there was like that, you know, that door opening of like, so tell me what's really going on. Like, what do you really need? Well, which is interesting is you're giving them the space as to why they're doing what they're doing. Right. So when you think of somebody, you're going to go shame. I'm going to go back, pick on my husband again, because he's an easy target for me. (laughs) When I say to him, well, you don't get it because you're just an old white guy. All hundred percent true, (laughs) but it's not bringing him to the table and letting him and I have the conversation. Right. So when we Mm -hmm. shame people, we kind of shut down the conversation, which is what you're saying, right. Is like, I'm just going to shame you just change it or be shamed versus like, Hey, like these are the rules. What's up, right? Like what's going on? Like why, yeah, what's really perpetuating this and let's talk about it, which I think is, is why shame comes up so fast for us as a reaction. Cause as humans, we want to a do something fast, quick, and easy. Oh, I can shut somebody down in 10 seconds by saying this. So let's just do that. Right. And get them in line Whoosh. versus can we just sit down and have a conversation? But I think that's the part we got to have though. That's the, you can't resolve this instead of just making them feel bad, you know? Well, and also too, there's the choice you have the right. choice. Yeah. You, you know, if you want to, if you want to engage in illegal behavior, I'll just keep going with that one. If you want to engage in illegal behavior, there's consequences for that. However, you right. also have the option to not engage in right. illegal behavior. Right. And right. if you don't, then there are these positive things that yeah. can happen. So right. there, and I, I hate looking at it and that by it in that binary way, because right. I mean, it sounds wow. too simple, but yeah. there, but, be, but because you're being like, you know, well, there's this side and there's this side, and then there's all of this space in between, right. because, right. you know, one of the things we would do is we would ask, what do you want? What is going to make you feel safe? Yeah. Right. It's amazing how many teenagers would say, I want to have dinner with my family once a week. Like I want us to all sit down and have dinner together. And like, you know, mom doesn't have to make the dinner. We can all get McDonald's like who cares, but they wanted that. Ha 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 connection. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess when you provide both ends of the bell curve, then you can really start to work on this space in between because we know that in dealing with these topics, they're all way more complex than they are. Totally. Your husband is, yeah, yeah, he's, he's an old white guy, but (laughs) there's also like, 
there's also yeah. like a bunch of other things about him too. Exactly. That's the whole, yeah. But it gets mm-hmm. into the intersectionality of it, right? He's not just an old white guy. Those are not just the three categories. Like when we identify ourselves at the beginning of these episodes, we're kind of bringing up what identifies today, but we're way more complex than that too, right? So there's a lot to this. Yeah. So what you're reminding me of is when I took my, um, and this is kind of where my brain's been going too, is when I took my Indigenous Canada history class a couple of years ago, through the University of Alberta, they spent a whole chapter on, on restorative justice, right? There are other concepts to, to how we do justice, right? Because justice right now is very punishing, shaming, all this kind of stuff and focusing mm-hmm. on that side of it. And when you really, people have a lot of trouble when they hear defund police because right away they're thinking like, we're going to have havoc ensue, right? And that's not, that's not what it is. But there's exactly. other options to this to the justice system we have, right? How do you take the shame out of the justice system? And and you can look into aspects of restorative justice, which sounds Mm -hmm. a hell of a lot like what you're talking about, right? Which is where I did something wrong in the community. I sit with those that I wronged. I am told we've come to an agreement on what I have to do to feel, to stay as part of that community, right? And if I don't do it, then I guess I go out on my own, right? And go find somebody else. Like that's kind of part of it too is how do we how do we help people you got to have accountability for your own actions you can't blame anybody else for that your choice is your choice but taking it away and not making it just about something they can't control or just trying to get them to fit in is the key here so well and that was one of the things that we did with the multi-systemic approach um what was really interesting was uh I was doing this work in Appalachia when uh, when I was living in Ohio, and one of the things that was really interesting was because there was like a uh, there was like a rehab center there that you know if you were a naughty teenager they would send you there, yep. and it's amazing yep. how like the community had started to rely on that place, you know, you know, right. Johnny didn't want to do the dishes. And so I called the police and had them take him to Roten. That was the name of it. Right. And it was just kind of like, and parents would get so angry with me because I would be like, we're not doing that anymore. We're not calling the cops because Johnny said, you know, F you, I don't want to do the dishes anymore. Right. Because again, it was that taking the child out of the situation and you know and then bringing the back in it's right like you're not right. working on it as a unit you're not working no. on it as a family you're not working on it as a community the community you know the family yeah. the community need to have a say right in what happens but how much faster is it just to say well I'm just going to call the cops and he's going to Johnny's going to go take it it's just this like yeah. We're about immediate response, immediate uh, resolution, I guess. I'm not even going to say resolution. That's not the right word. But we want that instant gratification. There we go. That's the word I was trying to go for. Instant gratification. And, you know, one of the hardest things I had with working on parents is I don't need to change. He needs to change. It's like, right. but But you're a part of this unit. Right. Right. So, and again, it goes back to the, like, I'm not you know, not to shame and blame the parent. I mean, as we can see in her list, parenting is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and then it would go to the, 
what do you need? Where are you not being heard? What do you want out of this? Aside from, and you know, it would be, and usually it would be like, well, I just need everybody to do what I tell them to do. It's like, okay, no, no, no. What can you do? Focus back on you. It's real easy for us to say, well, everybody just needs to shut the hell up and fall in line and do what I tell them to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but you've got to do that inward work and that inward work hurts can hurt so bad because oh yeah, then you have to face your trauma and your stuff right. and your grossness. It's funny when you say parenting, now you're thinking when you said the Brené Brown parenting, mm-hmm. let me ask a question. Did you think of how we parent or how it is to be a parent? I was just curious or, cause I felt both sides come to that table in parenting. I'm not trying to peel that apart when yeah one of the categories is parenting kids get shamed all the time by parents i also think we shame parents a ton fuck oh Oops, excuse totally. my language but you know so i mean parenting is like a huge thing like and i think that's the children end up being the trickle down effect right like you mm-hmm. didn't breastfeed well now you're being shamed and so now you've been shamed and now you trickle it down to your kids by telling yeah. them that like it's this horrible cycle we go through and that's that's where my brain's been going right is this this is a cycle and mm-hmm. I got to stop the cycle. How do I stop mm-hmm. the cycle? Because anything you do that's considered, you know, different is mm-hmm. going to be shamed out. And it's just crazy. So anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you know, like with most of the topics we cover, they are very dense. I mean, before we yeah. hit record, I think you and I had been talking for an yeah. hour and 15 yeah. minutes before we even yeah. hit record getting it all the to, dirty like, stuff through everything. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, it's yeah. It, shame is a big one because it's just so per- pervasive and it's been a yeah. part of the human experience. I think ever since we, yeah, since since we've been here. Well, and that's, that's the thing I want to, that's yeah. Like that's my takeaway from this episode, right. Is after doing all this thinking, I was like, I'm thinking, I'll be honest. Like I'm looking at it as a white female. Yes. I need to do some research and some reading on how it feels and potentially other cultures. Like, is it there too? Is it just, is it the human experience? I don't know. And so I want to kind of dig into that myself. I'm just putting it out there. My homework Mm -hmm. is to kind of try to get a different perspective on it. That's not just based off of my history of the world, which tends to be very colonized. So I want to kind of try to see if I can maybe, I'm going to say it, decolonize. I know we don't want to use that word, but kind of look at it in a different way. I like how does De-center. it decenter? There we go. But just kind of look at it a different way and see like, is this coming up in other cultures? Like where, you know, versus this whiteness that we live within, is it outside of that? So just yeah. putting it out like that's homework for me because when I talk of history too, I'm talking about, I, I feel it goes with power. So I think that's going to be where I can apply, right? Like when you look at other countries, it still happens in other countries when they are, they're running, right. Mm-hmm. They shame those who don't fit into the power struggle. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, hmm. interesting. Well- and there is, and this is going to be a Brene Brown thing too. You know, there's a, there's a link between yeah. shame and vulnerability. Yep. You know, because if we put ourselves out there, there is the right. potential to be harmed. There is the potential, there's the fear of that disconnection, which, you know, like, like I said, with the work I did with families, you know, they had to 
you know, we had to remove the shame factor so they could be vulnerable to say, this is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And also when I look at these things too, it's like, and I'll only speak for myself. I really tried to do this and I've been really in the ground on this now. Like if, like, if I'm going to engage in a conversation with someone is what I'm about to say, is it helpful? Right. You know, yep. like I try yep. to, I, I, no, I try to look at it that way too. It's like, is it helpful or, you know, or am I just being on my high horse? Like that's right. something, that's something right. I'm working through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's a hard one though too. Right. Cause sometimes it's having the conversation. Sometimes you have to have the conversation from each of your own high horses, right? Like the whole devil's advocate conversation right? yeah. where you're pushing it and just really seeing where those edges are that you're trying to break into, right? Like, yeah, just to let everybody know prior to killing, I got on, we got on like a huge, like devil's advocate chain. I was like, well, what if, what if, what if, right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, finding people you can have that conversation with and kind of work it through. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely for me, homework to also like, not, I have to kind of identify when it's becoming easy. Cause yeah. I know I do it. I mean, you know, we, we do it at work. We shame people into how to behave at work too. It's yeah. just like ridiculous. So how yeah. can I, how can I help make those changes? You know, it's interesting. Well, and, and Brene Brown has a, what can we do about it? Hey, sounds like a great and, time to bring that up. So I'm, I'm going to read off her four her four things. I'm not going to go too deeply into it, but I mean, we've kind of been talking about it already. So first is recognizing and understanding shame's triggers. Right. So, you know, I would just, you know, say, you know, it's going to speak in your body as to like, you know, am I, you know, like, am I feeling shame right now? Um, practicing critical awareness is two, reaching out is three and four is speaking to shame. And this is where I would say two things can be true at the same time. And you might've done something bad, but you're not a bad person. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, and I think too, when it comes to the winding river that shame is, I think you have to sit with a lot of discomfort you know, and be ready for that. I think that's, I think that's the critical awareness. Yep. And of course the reaching out is like, you know, the conversations you and I have right? where it's yep. like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is difficult. <laughs> yeah. And I think the identifying one too, is not just identifying it for yourself, but identify when you're maybe falling into the trap yourself to do it to others. Right. Yeah. Like that's how I felt identified. Like I need to identify when I'm feeling it yeah, and either vocalizing it, but also at the same point going, Oh, I just did it. So I need to stop for a moment and just think back, mm -hmm. you know, how am I going to take that time? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, good luck everyone with the very messy homework mm -hmm. of working. It's a good one shame. though. It's a, it's really interesting. I hope your journey is as exciting as mine was this week. I had a lot of journaling happening. So it's very interesting. Yeah. This, I mean, shame has been like how to parse through this has been living in my head for a while. 
and I have very much like vacillated between many stages of it. And now I'm in this place where, you know, I can look at multiple thoughts and feelings on it and just be able to try to honor each one, even the ones where I'm like, that's not a good look. Nope. Like that's not a good look. Like having that thought, like, I'm not so sure, (laughs) but it's not a good look, but I'm okay. It's like, Mm -hmm. but but it is a thought. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't necessarily have to judge it. You can just be like, yep, that's a thought that I have. Not sure if it's a good look, but it is a thought that I had. So, okay. Yeah. So that's shame in a nutshell. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess at this point we will end. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram at two broads and a bottle of bottle of wine. It's the number two broads and a bottle of wine. So we will see you next time. Thank you everyone.